Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 105 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott with you on Hour 2 of Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. Keep in touch on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. It is grand reopening week as a celebration going on at the River Cree starting tonight, the 24th of June. It runs through the 29th. You can join them for their official ribbon cutting with... uh, Features Indigenous dancer, dancers, drum group performances, plus you can win your share of over $80,000, including a Nissan Kicks SUV, $5,000 cash every night, and gift cards. And uh, they do have the 100% smoke-free main casino floor, but they have the smoke-friendly expansion embers. They're just getting bigger and better at the River Cree. You can also text us at 630-630. That's the Heartland Ford text line. If you think all dealerships are the same, you'd better think again. Experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Fort. So we're talking draft. We're going to get into it momentarily here with the Oilers uh, director uh, or vice president, excuse me, of uh, player personnel, Scott Housen. He had a chat with Bob over the weekend. Uh, But right now we're going to go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Get the hottest branded items for summer like blankets, camping chairs, coolers, outdoor games, and more at uh, Elite Promotional Marketing. So we'll recap some of the big moves that took place at the draft. Of course, the biggest move over the weekend weekend saw P.K. Subban flip to the New Jersey Devils for Steven Santini, Jeremy Davies, and two second-round picks. Subban coming off a career-low 31 points in 63 games. So the 30-year-old, not quite the value that one might have expected to see returned, but that was definitely a salary dump by Nashville as they look to re-up with their captain, Roman Yossi. The other big move saw 26-year-old forward J.T. Miller move from Tampa to Vancouver in exchange for goaltender Merrick Mazanik, a third-rounder this year, which turned into Swedish goaltender. Hugo Alnefelt and a conditional first rounder next year as well. This morning, the Flyers re-upped with former Calgary hitman D-Man Travis Sanheim, two years at $3.25 million per year. Vegas has agreed in principle to a deal with 40-goal scorer William Carlson. That's an eight-year deal worth uh, just under $6 million per. Now that's in principle right now. That remains to be seen. The Ducks signing veteran goalie Ryan Miller to a one-year deal, $1.125 million. And the league's salary cap officially set now at $81.5 million for the upcoming season. That's uh, up a couple of million from a 79.5 last year, but it did fall short of initial projections that had it around 83. So again, $81.5 million the salary cap for this upcoming season. Unrestricted free agent Joe Pavelski will visit teams this week as he's set to hit the open market on July 1st. He's 30 
34 years old now, and Pierre Lebrun reported that Tampa Bay and Dallas might both be in on him. Islanders goaltender Robin Leonard, meanwhile, says he's not likely to go anywhere after his Vesna caliber season last year on Long Island. Reports say that term, not dollar amount, is the hang-up right now. And finally, the Edmonton Oil Kings will have their home opener on September 22nd. The Red Deer Rebels in town at Rogers Place. We'll get to some more of your texts on the Heartland Ford text line, but right now we want to get into that conversation. Bob Stoffer chatting with Scott Housen after the Oilers 2019 draft. Uh, Scott, uh, from a 30,000 feet perspective, you know, there's a scenario this year, uh, you know, where the Oilers could have Evan Bouchard, a first round pick, Philip Broberg, a first round pick, Kyler Yamamoto, a first round pick. Theoretically, not in the NHL to start the year. It's been a long time since that's happened. You could have second round picks. Don't tell Tyler Benson this, but he might not be in the NHL to start the year. Uh, Ryan McLeod in the mix. You know, a kid like Raphael Lavoie could be back in junior. Some might say this is the deepest stable of prospects the Oilers have had in a long, long time. From a organizational perspective, because you've been around, you know, obviously all those years before you went to Columbus and then since coming back from Columbus, is this maybe the deepest set of prospects the Oilers have had for a while? I think it is. I think it is. Uh, when you, you know, you rhyme off the names and uh, the talent level is, is strong, particularly on defense. We've got, you know, and there's guys you left out there like Caleb Jones and Joel Person who's coming over this year, Ethan Bear. Uh, it's, it's really strong and, and we're happy about that and uh, you know players got to earn the jersey and uh, when they're ready they'll be ready and if they play in Bakersfield if they play in junior what have you that's where they'll be until they're ready to earn the jersey what makes development camps important and why is there not 40 people here or 40 players here why is there sort of like 25 or so yeah we wanted to keep it small Uh, this camp is and we told the players last night uh, this is not an evaluation period nobody's making the Oilers this this week. Um, it's about education. It's about learning about yourself, about fitness. Uh, there will be a pretty big emphasis on, on skill development and drills on the ice as opposed to the com- competition drills. We'll have a scrimmage at the end, of course. Uh, and then it's just them getting to know each other. These, I mean, look who's here. Bouchard, Broberg, McLeod. It goes on and on. Lavoie. Uh, these are players that, you know, we're hoping are going to be the future of the Edmonton Oilers. they got to get to know each other. They have to get to know us they have to get to know the city and the building and, and that's what it's all about 2015 the development camp was in Edmonton didn't go to Jasper that year and it's since we've moved obviously to Rogers Place it's been here more but Connor McDavid Leon Drysettle, Darnell Nurse that's really where that trio got to know each other was at that development camp and you could argue those guys are the three core pieces of the Oilers not to disrespect other players so you can build relationships here can't you it's important and uh, and part of what we'll be looking looking for is people building relationships in Bakersfield too and winning together in Bakersfield. We started that last year. I mean, there will be a bond there uh, between Tyler Benson and Cooper Marodi and Caleb Jones and Ethan Bear and Shane Starrett. There's a bond there. They've been through something together and those those experiences are important. You talked about the defense. Uh, Bouchard had a, a really interesting year. I mean, he started the year in Edmonton. You could have made an argument that he could have maybe seen some more time. He got seven games in. You know, the right call was probably made, but, you know, I mean, maybe his best game was the last game he played against Washington. Um, 
and he had a, a bit of a waiver during the middle of the year, and then by the end of the season, was lights out come playoff time. Is he progressing and tracking the way you guys expected him to? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, I think there's still areas he has to work on. He's got to become a better defender, a more consistent defender. He got a little taste in Bakersfield last year and acquitted himself really well, so that was really positive. Uh, but he's got he's got very good skill, uh, and we're really excited about uh, him becoming an oiler. When that's going to happen, I mean, that's going to be up to him and uh, and how quickly he pushes, but uh, a high, high-end prospect. Oilers Vice President of Player Development, Scott Housen, joining us in Oilers now. Bob Stauffer with you. Dmitry Samarukov was sent down fairly quickly last year in training camp. He had an incredible second half of the year. Did you guys see that offense coming from him? I didn't know. Um, we, we, it's really interesting. With the, my conversations with Dimitri over the last, uh, you know, 18 months, since we, 24 months since we drafted him, and it was all about defending, uh, becoming a better defending defender, making sure you're good in your own end. And he had trouble grasping that, and and it's and it's just strange the way things work out. He did buy into that. He became an excellent shutdown defender in the OHL, and. And then come January, they trade their number one power play guy in Ryan Merkley, and his game just takes right off. He springboards from a really strong world junior with Russia, and uh, and he was a dominant player, uh, dominant two-way player in the OHL, and led his team to the uh, to, into the Memorial Cup. We're joined by Scott Housen from the Oilers organization. Um, Scott, Philip Rober, uh, it's an interesting scenario. What is the plan for him moving forward? Do we know yet? Like, will he be back in Sweden this year? Conversely, his uh, major junior rights are currently owned by Steve Stales' uh, Hamilton team in the OHL. Yeah, that's still to, to be determined. He's He'll go back after this week, and he'll uh, practice uh, with his uh, pro team in Sheleftia, a very good program in the SHL, the highest uh, league in Sweden. And uh, and we know that his rights are owned in Hamilton. And those are discussions we'll have with Philip. Uh, we've had some of them already, and... And uh, the good thing about it is he's completely open to coming over here if that's what everybody thinks is the best thing. Because some players don't want to come yet. They're 18 years old. They're not ready mentally to come or uh, they don't want to come. And uh, and if you force a player to come, it's it's not the right idea. So the good news with uh, Philip is he's ready. And then we'll have to make the decision, help him make that decision. You have to hit on second round picks. Uh, You were not with the organization from uh, 2008 uh, through. Uh, 2012 and uh, the team had five or six second round picks here. I mean Anton Lander played NHL games and Marincin's played NHL games but you need guys to supplement your first round picks out of the second round you have a couple forwards here that I think should excite Oilers fans let's start with Ryan McLeod who got moved last year in the OHL and like Bouchard finished the year uh, down in the HL what did you see progressing wise with him during the year Ryan became a much uh, more reliable and responsible player he stopped his uh, circling, he had better puck support in his own end. Uh, so the trade to Saginaw really worked out well for him. He went to a very good program. They ended up, I think, losing in the semifinals, and then he had a good experience in Bakersfield. So his game is rounding out. We'd like to see uh, a little more offense from him, getting on the inside of people a little bit more. But uh, there were strides made, certainly, in becoming a more complete 200 uh, foot player. There's a possibility. I mean, he's going to be in Bakersfield to start this year. But he's going to be insulated in that lineup, won't he be? I mean, could have Marodi and Malone. Not, again, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because those guys are coming here to make the, the team at the start of the year. But 
you've got greater depth in the organization, so you don't have to rush these guys. Yeah, he'll he'll, he'll find a spot there, whatever he's ready for. But uh, it looks like we could have a, possibly a very good team in Bakersfield again, and and that's that's part of Kenny Holland's coming here, and he's he's adamant about that. We have to have a good program in Bakersfield, and uh, and it started last year, and hopefully it's going to continue. Raphael Lovois, I think we're all stunned that he was there at 38. Uh, I know that I communicated to somebody I thought we should trade up to 32 to get that first pick in the second round. Uh, surprised he's there. How excited are you guys to get a guy that a lot of people thought could go as high as you know, 11, 12, 13, 14 in the draft? Yeah, I, I think our scouts were very pleased. Um, I've seen uh, Raphael play once or twice uh, in my scouting in the Quebec League. Uh, uh, saw a playoff game where he played Olivier Rodriguez's team. Um, he's got a high ceiling and uh, it's going to be up to us to make sure he works on some of the other things, the consistency, uh, competing every night. I know his coach has been on him about that uh, uh, in Halifax. So uh, uh, really excited about his ceiling and, and now the work begins with trying to get him uh, uh, to be the complete player that we'll need him to be to play and stay in the NHL. We're joined by Scott Housen, who's the Vice President of uh, Development for the Oilers Organization. Like uh, Dmitry Samarukov, Kirill Maximov was sent down fairly quickly last year. He responded with a 40-goal season and fought through an injury in the playoffs, but uh, just the thought on what you saw, because you would have seen a fair amount of him last season. Yeah, I saw a lot of Kirill. Um, he uh, he didn't have a good camp last year. He, he didn't have a good summer training because he had a little bit of a back issue, and I was just talking to him five minutes ago, and and he's healthy. He had a knee injury at the end, but his knees, not, if it's not 100%, it's like 95%, so he should have a good summer of training and come in here and learn from his last year's camp experience. Kirill is an intriguing guy. He's got uh, an NHL shot. His skating has come a long way. He's competitive. He's an edgy player. He, he gets in and he hits and he pisses people off. And So uh, we're excited about where that's going to translate. He'd probably likely starting in Bakersfield and see where it goes. But he, he is he's a guy that could move quickly if he wants to. Skyler Brindamore. Um, you know, bit of a flyer. Six-round pick, but just uh, thought of what you saw to him last year. Yeah, his game came. He he won the RBC Cup uh, two years ago. Uh, his role increased. They they made this strange or different move of changing the coach between the playoff loss and and going to the RBC Cup, and it benefited Skyler because his role changed. He got a higher role, and that role continued last year. Um, he's going to Quinnipiac this year, a good program uh, in in U.S. College, and uh, and he's a long-term play. He's going to take a long time. But he could be property for five years for yes. the organization. Yeah, right? yeah. And uh, great kid, uh, beautiful skater, got a lot of length to him, got to be 6'3 now, and uh, and we'll just see if he keeps progressing. This is a good place for him because it'll give him time to uh, to continue to uh, develop. We have a couple of guys that kind of split time between uh, uh, the American League and the ECHL last year between Stuart Skinner and uh, Dylan Wells. Uh, we know a little about them, but maybe tell us a bit about the year that Olivier Rodriguez had. Uh, Olivier had a decent year. I don't think he had a lights out year. I went to, uh, was on a very good team, uh, Drummondville, um, and played well during the year. Didn't, didn't, you know, didn't, wasn't elite in the league. You couldn't argue that he was elite, but uh, he's a very, very solid goaltender, tracks the puck really fundamentally, probably 
probably as good a young goalie as I've seen in a long time. Uh, just got traded to Moncton, um, and uh, and because Drummondville, you know, in the in junior something, they loaded up. Yeah. And, and now, now they they had to get rid of their assets because they're not going to be very good. So he's gone to Moncton, uh, uh, which will be a great. It's a good program, be a good team, and uh, we're looking for him to take another jump this year. Uh, he should have World Junior on his mind and being the starting goalie of World Junior team. That should be a huge goal of his. Well, you could have Broberg uh, there. You, you could have Lavoie there, and you could have Rodriguez there. So it could be pretty exciting. Final question, development camp, and you mentioned Bakersfield. Who are the coaches that are running the development camp on the ice? Uh, the Bakersfield coaches will. And that is a bit of a difference from last year. So maybe explain a bit of the philosophy behind that. Well, it was, um, I talked to Kenny uh, when Kenny first got the job, and I said, who do you want to run this? And, and his experience is the AHL coaches should run it. So uh, that's the decision we made. And uh, they've done it before. I know we had, we've had we had NHL coaches do it. We've had AHL coaches do it. We've had, uh, you know, Fernando and Paul do it last year. But this year we decided it was Jay's, uh, Jay's turn. And Jay grabbed it right away as soon as I asked him. And he's got it all planned out. All right, Scott, thank you for your time. Thanks. That is uh, Bob Stoffer in conversation with Scott Housen, the uh, Vice President of uh, Player Personnel or a Player Development for the Edmonton Oilers. 121 in Edmonton, Brendan Escott with you. We'll get back from a break with some of your text messages. Keep them coming at 6.30, This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 6.30, Chad. Brendan Escott in the hot seat for this final hour of Oilers Now. We're going to go to the text line right now because, uh, as is the case post-draft and particularly with the Yessa Pugliarvi stuff going on with the team, this is on fire right now. So, Hank and St. Albert says, dealing uh, Pugliarvi for Julian Gauthier would be an absolute disaster. He didn't even sniff a point per game in the AHL. Jesse's ceiling is way higher. If they can't get full value for him, then send him to Finland for the year and let him gain some confidence. Again, from Hank and St. Albert. To that, Hank, I say the relationship between the player, the agent, and the team is so fractured at this point that it's not about confidence anymore. It's about the fact that he doesn't want to suit up in order and blue that's been made abundantly clear and they've gone about it publicly which has all but dissolved this relationship so uh, I, I don't think it's about uh, what Yes's ceiling is going to be now and this is my opinion we've seen it happen in the past with guys like Ryan Kessler when he wanted out of Vancouver for example when you go public with a trade demand to me, the value of that player suddenly becomes a little bit less. So Julian Gauthier, uh, he's been rumored for quite some time to be a potential return. If I'm not mistaken, he had over, he might have had 27 goals. I know he was up over 25 last year. Uh, not a point-per-game player, but he can put the puck in the net. We saw what he can do at the, uh, the World Junior Tournament as well. Uh, out of Edmonton, uh, Jesse Pugliarvi for Jack Roslevic is one of the few trades they wouldn't be destined to lose terribly. Well, Roslevic's an interesting one. Uh, a Winnipeg and the cap crunch that they have might be best to try and keep some of those young prospects, but if they're willing to play ball, that might be a fit. Of course, reuniting Pugliarvi with Lion A would be a nice scenario for Winnipeg. Hey, Bob. This is uh, from Sandy Beach. Hey, Bob, or Brendan. People don't want to hear the truth in Edmonton. Everyone needs to calm down and be patient. Broberg wasn't my first pick. It's certainly not the sexy pick, but I'm not an NHL scout or a GM. The people uh, hung up on this will be for a while, as it will take years for this to play out. There are no surefire picks. Not the first or the last. Oilers fans should have trust in Ken Holland. He might just know what he's doing. 
If only, if only everybody thought that way about patients, the text line would be a, a very different place, I think. You know what? you got to look at it this way. What they've done is they've made their defensive depth as such that pieces might be more expendable to acquire a more NHL-ready winger. That's how I looked at this. When they picked Broberg, that said to me that they might be willing to move somebody else that they already have in the system in order to get a player who isn't going to take three years to develop. They might be more ready for the NHL next year. And Broberg could be a player. I think they've got a really good uh, potential here. And if anybody knows about hulking Swedish defensemen, it's probably Ken Holland. Rick in Scottsdale has texted 630-630 saying, how about a a novel way to engage Pugliarvi and his potential upside? A deal for a cap-friendly Ryan Nugent Hopkins for Sebastian Ajo out of Carolina. Sign him to an eight-year, $9 million deal, thus reuniting two-thirds of a terrific line that dominated, at least at a world junior level. Huge upside, in my opinion, as Nugent Hopkins' contract will have to be addressed in the relative near term. If you have Leon making eight plus million a year and you have Aho making nine and you have Connor making north of 12, I think that's way too much invested in those players. And frankly, this team to me needs the, the leadership qualities that someone like Ryan Nugent Hopkins provides. Of course, everybody wants the score in Aho. Carolina probably wants him more than anybody else does. So you've got to remember that too. Hey, Bob, uh, Dudley says, I hope that I'm wrong, but from what I've heard, Philip Broberg is very likely to become the next Yesapoliarvi. Yeah, he's got the tools, but he doesn't seem to have the brains to put them together at the NHL level. Like I said, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think so. Curious who your people are, Dudley. The armchair GMs, fueling the textures and their opinions. Uh, from what I can understand and, and working on this show for quite some time now, Broberg was their target for a long time. So I think the, the team has got what they were looking for there. And with that much time and effort put into researching the player, they don't believe that he is going to be somebody who doesn't want to play in orange and blue. 128 in Edmonton, of course, the big news out of the draft that had nothing to do with the picks was P.K. Subban moving to New Jersey. As part of a a salary dump deal for Nashville, we'll check in with Devils color analyst Ken Danico in conversation with Bob on the other side of a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.